Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. All right, it is time for you to react to what we all witnessed today in Arlington. Derek Ruskin here, Ty Richardson. DQ's with us as well here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. You can join us, 866-285-4005. Let's uh, start with Keith in Fort Smith here on Hog Reaction. Hello, Keith. Hey, guys. I'm just going to start off and say thank you all for covering Hog football. I'm just going to say this right off the bat. I was at the stadium today live and in person, and our, our interior line... Offensive line primarily was absent today all game long. The Aggies gave it to us in the face. Didn't have it. We didn't have anything to say about it. We just took it. Uh, and I've got some big concerns. You know, I want to give a hats off to K.J. Jefferson, who's continued to be one of the most loyal, supportive hogs that I've ever seen. He passes Matt Jones for touchdowns today, and the best we can do is put up a half halfway effort uh, against an Aggie team that was looking for a win and got one with us. And I'm going to say this, guys, and y'all know me. I've been calling for a while. I'm just concerned that Sam's done and he's going to ride that boat on Lake Hamilton the rest of this, after this football season in the spring and he's going to be done. And I'm telling y'all, I don't see where we go from here. And Hunter, your check, I'm talking to you. What's your plan if this old boy's done and doesn't want to drink the cold beer with us anymore. He wants to go drink Lake Hampton cold beer. What's your plan? Because what I see is low energy, low effort, and I'm not upset with our boys. I feel like our boys are doing what they're coach. I feel like we're doing that same stuff we do, which is, I mean, Luke Hawes, how you going to criticize him? He's played his butt off and doing everything we've asked him to. K.J. Jefferson, I got no beef with him. Roger, uh, Rocket comes back. He's a little bit off, but he's trying hard. We've got to get some juice in this program, and I feel like Sam Pittman has said, thank you, but no thank you. I'm about to hang it up and ride the boat around Lake Hamilton. If we're not ready to go, just be done with us now so we can figure out what we need to do next year. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. As always, go Hogs. We'll see. All right, Keith, thank you so much. Keith and Fort Smith was his thoughts. This has to be a question, right? Like, if you are a bot. Now, I know, like, um, Hunter Juracek is a, um, you know, he lets his uh, big-time coaches walk all over him like a muscleman, and maybe Pittman, we're about to find out how that's going to go out, it seems like, over the next uh, little while here. But that has to be a question, right? It's like, you um, you still want to do this? You still want to do this? I don't know. All right, I, I do have a question. Yes. You got you to gotta help me detail. When you say walk all over, what do you, what, what do you mean? Well, mu- I, I, I mean, Musselman gets whatever he wants. He gets to behave however he wants. There's no consequence whatsoever. Um, you know, and, and Juracek, you know, does nothing. I mean, he, he, it doesn't feel like Hunter Juracek runs his athletic department. It feels like Eric Musselman does. But that's, um, I don't know about football. We're going to well, find listen. out about football. Well, if that athletics department was making it the Sweet 16, the lead eights every year, I'd be sitting. I, I get what you're saying in the, the shirts and stuff. But listen, I I don't have any pushback on Eric's energy and doing the post Kansas celebration, some of the animations and stuff. I there might you might get some pushback from me after the San Diego State game, but I I do I, I do want to push back a little bit on this idea that Sam's just going to give up. You don't have an alcoholic that's your head football coach. Okay, we're in, we're in a different situation. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's. He's going to be the the guy that's going to like take us to new heights or anything. Because I, I again, I don't I don't know if he is or not. But 
I, I do I do hesitate to jump on the the same boat per se that Keith was was trying to ride with <laughs> the same party barge on Lake yeah, Hamilton. Same party bar- I mean, he likes to listen. There ain't a, a single one of us that doesn't like to drink alcohol and stuff. And during the season, Stan's not doing that crap. He's not hitting the back room at Theo's and slugging them like per se another head coach of yours was once possibly doing. I just I don't know, man. And, I, and they might. I mean, they might lose the next three games. They might before the bye week, and I don't know what you do in that situation, but this idea that this your head coach is going to give up, I don't know if I can buy into that, Derek, to be honest. Let's uh, talk to Joe and Avoca here on Hog Reaction. Hi, Joe. Come on, stuff. Hey, Joe. What's going on, boy? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Hey, I got a, a new plan for Enos to put in for the next fourth round play. Yeah. We got fourth and inches. They put in a deep snapper. <laughs> Only deeper, deeper than how deep does a deep snapper nor or does the punter normally go? About ten yards, fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they should study physics. I've always discovered the less distance you go, the easier it is to get there. If you got less to go, you know what I mean. If you increase the distance. It increases the odds. But these people don't seem to grasp simple physics, math, or whatever. Now, as far as uh, Mr. Morgan, I hope he's okay. I was really mad, but that kind of took the wind out of myself. I just hope he's okay. I heard he just had maybe a stinger. I hope that's right. But anyway, we need to get rid of these coaches. Thanks. <laughs> they just didn't get the field. And the, the final score wasn't even close. It was way worse than that. They just stomped a mud hole in it. It wasn't even close. And the second half offense, what do you call that? <laughs> Zero. What would they make, like 10 net yards? <laughs> no first down? I mean, come on, man. Give me a break. Okay, thank you guys. Okay. Have a good day. Thank, no, 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 no. Thank no, you, Derek, Derek, thank you, Joe. <laughs> thank you, Joe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, correct the record, they had 50 yards of offense in the second half, which is nice because they only had six points in the first half. So, I mean, that was a that was kind of cool. Uh, they got three first downs, one passing, one rushing, and I assume another by penalty. It doesn't say that here. And they went one of seven on four, on third down in the uh, second half. Which is so weird. Derek, they started out so hot. And, I mean, and it, there was probably a pass interference against Isaac Tesla on that drive in the first first quarter. But they didn't call it. And they still, I mean, Cam Cam Little was on fire today. No thanks to the y'all's Chad Morris candle. And, no, he has overcome. I don't think the jinx is real there. I think we can move on from that. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, Derek, they... Just whatever happened, whatever they used on the first drive to get things clicking. I know they had that Andrew Armstrong touchdown, but I mean, at that point, the game was pretty much over. I, I, I don't know what they did differently. Maybe it's the adjustments that DJ Durkin and the AM defense made. Yeah. All right, this is Hogger Reaction here, presented by the Teague Law Firm and Signature Bank. John in Fayetteville is up next. Hi, John. Hey, what's going on, guys? Not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, really? <laughs> um, I grew up in Fayetteville, uh, 
I grew up in Fayetteville with all the coaches' kids in the 70s and 80s, Lou and the Suttons and all that. But what I look at is organization. And what I saw today is what I always see is just there's always these little things that Frank would not have put up with. Um, the center could not snap the ball to the to KJ. I don't know if you noticed about every other time it was either at his feet or over his head. Okay, and it, and you guys have a link on your website. I saw it on Facebook. Uh, it was a uh, Muscleman is a big fifteen minute long thing, and in the middle of that last thing that he did on Facebook for you guys, he talked about. Uh, Passing, uh, out-of-bounds passing, and he was upset about it. It's the little things. And what I see from this sideline are the little things that they can't seem to do. It's like they're unorganized. I mean, this is a business, and they're not running it like one. Jimbo Fisher is no genius, okay? (laughs) That's true. I'm just just a little bit tired of, you know, yeah, he's off Facebook, he's off the Internet and all that. Look, dude, you're thin-skinned, and I'm sorry that you're thin-skinned, but we got to have to talk about the obvious. Like, your center can't snap the ball. That disrupts everything, yep. It does. And, and it's just the little things. You know, yeah, we didn't have any penalties, but we had 50 yards. So which one do you choose? <laughs> right? Where is that? <laughs> so, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Oh, oh man! All right, thank you, John. Good to hear from you. Yeah, congratulations. You fixed the penalty problem. Now the offense doesn't move. Way, way, way to go! <laughs> Smooth. I mean, it, it's 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 like the uh, you know that 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 kid with his uh, finger in the uh, you know in the dam, and he he plugs one hole and two more open up over here. I mean, it's 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 crazy. All right, you got anything? Well, I was just thinking how great it was going to be to not have to do double up next Saturday, but uh, we know that dream got shot after yeah. they got clocked today. Uh, I mean, yeah, you. I mean, you mentioned the penalties and not having that, but I mean, you, you're never going to be the SEC or really any college football team that matter, Derek, for fifty something yards in the second half. I mean, I, I, don't, I for Enos. I mean, they looked. I'm, I'm, I'm so confused how you look that successful, and I, I realize you had penalties and you had some mistakes in the red zone, but LSU didn't stop you last week. I mean, you ran up and down the field on the Tigers, and I know their defense isn't what they usually are, but to go from that, Derek, to what you saw today where A&M just was laughing at you yeah. in the second half. I mean, uh, A&M fans were legit. I was sitting next to a couple of them here at KSB Henderson, and they were just laughing. And that's why I think that the, I was just angry when I'm seeing this, like, they got no business doing that. You're getting, you're getting humiliated on the football field today by a team that is better than you talent wise, but it's not it's not a gap that you can you can't overcome. Yet this team against the Yankees every year, they can't seem to overcome these SOBs. Ugh. All right, we're gonna come back here with more in a moment, live from KSP Henderson in Dallas. This is Hog Reaction presented by the Teague Law Firm and Signature Bank on ESPN Arkansas.
Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Back here on Hog Reaction, presented by the Teague Law Firm and Signature Bank. Ruskin along with Ty Richardson on the ground there in Dallas on this Saturday afternoon as uh, Arkansas falls to Texas A&M 34-22. Let's uh, talk to Jake on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Hi, Jake. Good afternoon. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good, I guess. Uh, I wanted to uh, bring up, I know we talked about play calling a bunch, but something I wanted to bring up was, you know, two years ago when you had the nine-win season and Pittman comes in the same hiring cycle as, um, you know, Shane Beamer, South Carolina, Eli Drickwitz, you beat Texas and all these teams and stuff, and a lot of those teams that we've beaten, um, you know, they've improved over time where we've, you know, regressed. And um, obviously, you talk to anybody this year, the talent on those teams was better than that year. And, you know, I've been a Pittman defender for a long time, but it's you got to bring this stuff back to coaching eventually, you know. And it's just, it's, uh, I don't know, you know, the retread with Enos and all that, all the Cody Kennedy, the offensive line coach, but there's just no way in the fourth year of Pittman where the offense should be this, um, you know, this bad. Playing against an A&M team where you have played really well against the past couple of years, just wanted to hear y'all's thoughts on the um, the ability for us to improve talent on this team. All right, thank you, Jake. Appreciate the uh, the phone call. You know, it's I just you know the offense um, to me is uh, it gets most of the attention today. I mean, they're just you can't like I'd. I'd like I said before, I was not crazy about this Enos fire or Enos hire earlier uh, when it happened uh, back in January, whatever it was. I did say that I would uh, I would renounce my um, my uh, fandom if they hired Jim Cheney. They didn't hire Jim Cheney, uh, Pittman's BFF, but Jim Cheney, an analyst at Texas A and M. So I mean, time is a flat circle, I guess. I don't know, um, but it just this offense is getting worse by the week. It seems like, although last week they were fine, but this week, I, I, it's just, it's it was a it was a lousy performance, lousy. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I really think Jake nailed the nailed it there. I mean, you shouldn't be two and three in year four. You shouldn't have this bad of an offensive line in year four. I mean, there's elements of this team that I think he's right. You've improved. I don't know where they stack up against the team in in 2021, but. I know this team should not look as inept at times as they do in year four in Sam Pittman. I, I realize the game has changed. You've got NIL, you've got the portal, and you've got various aspects. But, Derek, we're, we're, we're sitting here talking about not you, – you didn't lose to A&M today. You got embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't your defense that got carved up like last week. Your defense gave you a chance to win. It's your, your offense that looked horrible. And it wasn't – KJ wasn't necessarily Rocket not being in sync. It was the fact that your offensive line got thrown around like a bunch of ragdolls today. 
There, there's got to be but, some pride in that room. I, you saw last week at Brad Rouge. You just didn't see enough of it today, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it's just uh, the way college football works for me. Um, I look at if your defense gives up less than thirty, you should have a chance. Your offense should get you at least thirty, and then you're going you're going to be in more ball games than not. Well, the defense gave up what twenty uh, seven today because the yeah you had the you had the the punt return. And then the offense just did. So the defense, you're right. I mean, they were there. And Max Johnson was making some perfect throws. I heard Pittman coming off the field uh, at halftime talking to Geno Bell. And God, what great insight that is uh, on the radio broadcast that you get there. But um, And he was like, guys are running wide open. They weren't that open. He was just making perfect throws like we see from, it seems like, every single Bobby Petrino coach quarterback since the beginning of time. I don't, somehow, he gets these guys... To just like they're able to just drop it in the bucket over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was really impressive. I don't know if you saw that article that Matt Jones wrote in the Whole Hog Sports and Arkansas Democrat Gazette this week talking about one score games. And obviously today was not a one score game, but if it was, like if we were sitting here in the fourth quarter and it was a field goal game or seven, do you honestly think Arkansas is going to win? I mean, I heard you kind of addressing it this week on Bruskin and Zach. Not only did they get blown out today, but is, does anyone feel like they would have won the game today if it was close? There, I, there's so many aspects of, of this team currently right now that you're critical of, and for good reason. This is not just, like, us taking up. Like, I don't like to be negative. That's not my shtick. But I don't know what you can be positive, Derek, about today's performance at all outside of maybe the defense a little bit. I mean, Snacks Johnson, again, the play, you have Crook forcing that fumble, Spence recovering it, but out – I mean, they had a bad first half for the most part. I just—it's like you said—you hold a team under thirty, but the offense just didn't, didn't I guess didn't get off the uh, the bus from Las Colinas earlier today. No, I've got them five and eleven in one score games. You're correct uh, under Pittman. Yep. Yeah, so that's uh, that, that doesn't apply today, obviously. But yeah, your your point is is solid. I mean, what have we seen that would lead people to believe that they will, you know, pull it out if it is is a close uh, close ball game? That there's not. There's not a lot of faith and belief uh, right now that uh, they can put the whole thing together. The thing is just so wildly inconsistent, and it's been that way all season. Just you know, today was even an example. Okay, well the penalties are nothing, but now the offense doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And you know, it's just it's so inconsistent what we've seen through you know five games of this thing with this football team. It's just so inconsistent. I. Uh... I think it's, yeah, it's bad. If we go to, like, Jay texting on the McCarty-Dana hotline, we're a joke, offense looks slow. I think the other aspect, we actually saw, I'll give Pittman credit. He said Isaiah Satania's going to play. He played a little bit. I know he had that muff punt that Arkansas got back on track talk of, and they tried to get him involved at all. But is there anyone on Arkansas's team outside of maybe Luke has now who's, I don't know his status, but I would guess he he's either out for a significant portion they, of time or done for the they said he's out, out for the year, yeah. yeah he he broke his clavicle, yeah. Okay, I assumed it was the collarbone, but I, I hadn't seen that to this point. So is there anyone on this team that scares you as a wideout? Isaac Tesla is a good possession receiver. I liked what I saw from Tyler Broden last week. Didn't see him at all today. Armstrong's a capable player. But if Andrew Armstrong is your best offensive weapon, like with Rocket coming off that injury as a pass catcher you're in trouble i mean anaya smith evan stewart those are guys that can make one guy miss and take it the house arkansas doesn't have that on the roster currently and you haven't had it frankly to be honest eric since joe adams jerry Wright, and, and greg childs i mean it's been over a decade since you've had a guy at the wide receiver position said if you give him a crease 
he's gone. And I know people say Burks, and that's listen, that's that, that that's a very capable answer. But Traylon was a different type of player, I think, to a certain extent, and they just don't have any like insane guys on this roster no. currently right now. Let's talk to Emmett in Springdale on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Emmett, good afternoon. Well, I, I've got a couple questions. Okay. Guys. So you, you you sit down and you look at this ball game, and and your head football coach at the end of the day says, "Hey, our tackles are the best we've had in years." <laughs> and I don't know that anybody that watched that football game can say, "Yes, that's true." And then secondly, you say, "Hey, we had zero penalties, right? Zero penalties, and we're we're just not very good." That's the end of the day. We're not very good. And uh, to listen to these, these people sit down and say, well, this could have happened, that could have happened, we could have done this, we could have done that. We're just not any good. And it's not Rocket. It's, it, it, it's not these receivers that transfer from D2, D3. We're just not any good. And that's the end of the discussion. All right. Thank you, Emmett. Appreciate the phone call. Let's talk to Jared in Fayetteville. Hi, Jared. Hey, Derek. Yeah, I sometimes text in the show. You guys call me Jared or Gerard, so that's me. Okay. Today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know about not good. What I saw is a horrific, I mean, horrific offensive line. I'm not sure what the stats were, but I think like five or six sacks and like multiple, 10 or 11 tackles Seven for loss sacks and 15 tackles for loss, Jared. Ungodly. Unreal. That is just, that's never going to do it against anybody. Um, Enos. I mean, a reverse on what was it? The two point conversion? He ran a reverse on, or was that oh, yeah. a four? We haven't even gotten to that. <laughs> yeah, four yards in the backfield. Good job, you know. That was great. Um, <laughs> just it, man, it's it's just like a dumpster fire. I I don't dislike Pittman, but let's get real. He's a band aid. He and Eno for that bill that pack. They they're just they tried to bring somebody in here with some stability. Because of the dumpster fire that Chad Morris created, and he's not the man. Uh, we got to start looking forward and uh, know that this ain't right. It ain't working. I mean, it is not working at all. Uh, I, and and the fact that what I saw, I saw in my when entered game over. That seems to be our offense because he seems to be the only one that can legitimately get separation. Um, and then you folks said it's done for the season. Yeah, Is that's that right. That's what he announced uh, following the game. Sam Pittman announced that. Okay. Well, we are too. We're done for the season after that. Um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, so, I, I mean, Jared, I appreciate the phone call. I mean, look, I, I, it's a big loss losing Luke Hass. He's a, he's a great uh, a great player. But I mean, you, they, they if they told me that. That's what undid the entire game. I'm never going to believe that. There's just no way the game plan is that centered around him that the whole thing goes sideways because he goes out on the first drive of the game. And if that is the case, then you've got terrible coaches who can't adjust on the fly. To uh, and listen, this is football. People are going to get hurt. It's yeah. a rough game. You got you can't. I mean, you got to be able to to be nimble somewhat if uh, if if stuff goes wrong and stuff went wrong today. So, I mean, it's a big loss. And I still think they need to figure out a way in free agency to, to find enough money to keep him around here uh, in NIL and stuff, Ty. We've talked about that all week um, yeah. to the point where even Clay agreed with us on that, which was I, a bizarro world moment because, um, you know, you're not used to saying openly, oh, you got to get that college kid money so he'll, pay, so he'll stay here. But that's the world we live in now. 
I listened to you guys' entire conversation on Monday, Derek, and, and yeah, first off, the fact that Clay agreed with you, I was like, whoa, almost wrecked my car. Uh, second, you, you guys were 100% right. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of suitors, whether they're doing it illegally or they've just got, like, different friends leaking out. To, I mean, Luke's going to be one of the most coveted players in all of college. Now, again, he's not under the portal or anything like that, but that's just unfortunately where we're at in college football where – Guys can be like, hey, if you entered the portal, what, what kind of money would you advocate for? What, what, what do you need to come to Norman? What do you need to come to Ohio State or whatever? Pick a school out of the house that's a blue blood. That's just where we're at right now. You're exactly right. Yeah. All right, hog reaction here on ESPN Arkansas Live at KSP Henderson in Dallas. We're presented by the Teague Law Firm. Former hog James Teague joining his father, Robert, at the Teague Law Firm. They can help you with family law, criminal law, and estate planning. Call James at the Teague Law Firm, 479-877-1688 or online at teague-law.com. And by Signature Bank, community banking at its best. They make decisions on behalf of local businesses and families like yours. They've got locations in Fayetteville, Springdale, Rogers, Bentonville, Brinkley, Harrison, and Jonesboro. There's a location waiting to serve you. Go to join.signature.bank to open an account today. Signature Bank, equal housing lender, Member FDIC. We'll have much more on this hog reaction right after this. Russ Gunnar with Ty Richardson on hog reaction today. 866-285-4005 to get you on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. You can text us or call us. Jeremy in Bentonville is up next on hog reaction. Uh, hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, man, what a, uh, what a difference a week make, huh? I don't, I really don't understand it. It seems like they got a leash on KJ, and I don't know why. Uh, man, I'm, I'm not the kind of guy that bashes on the coaches or the, anything, but it seems like the game plan from LSU was great, but we veered away from that for some reason. I think KJ definitely needs more than uh, 20 attempts a game. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm crazy. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Uh, I hated the. Uh, they, they were talking about it on the uh, on the broadcast today about how there was just no. They never like pushed the stretch the field at all. Yep. It was just such a just conservative uh, game plan. It's like Rush Limbaugh drew it up. It was just <laughs> unbelievable. Um, I mean, and they get they get a big momentum play. Ty, this is what this is the kind of stuff that drives people nuts. They yep. get a big momentum play with that missed field goal. And then, what are you supposed to do? Well, try something. Take a shot. Do something. They run it three times and then punt. I mean, what? why? Why? Well, uh, I think it's because Dan Enos and Sam Pittman are worried that if they're in long drop-back, five-second situations, that KJ is going to get sacked. And I don't blame them. I mean, the offensive line, I, I know they had that long touchdown to Armstrong, and you should have had another one, KJ, again, through it probably an inch. I mean, that thing was an inch away from being a touchdown, right? I mean, that give yep. credit to that A&M defensive back. He didn't give up on the play. But, I mean, you, Arkansas's room for error is maybe the slightest it's been in four years. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy. So, I would say, again, the, the shots downfield, yeah, I want to take them too. But you just don't have time because the offensive line's not giving you any, Derek. No, they are um, – th- no, th- that's that's – that has to go into the calculus is the fact that they can't uh, they can't do anything. Um, that 
is the long developing because the offensive line is so bad. I mean, they're just, yeah. it's just and it's been all year, and they can keep talking about mixing and matching, but I mean, like it's just it's it's not good. It hasn't been good, and um, we've got five games of data here. So we're, we're I mean, the the excuses are uh, are uh, long since uh, past now. And you know, another thing, uh, maybe I'm, I'm trying to look this up now. I got the video. Uh, I'm trying to run through here, but. Pittman keeps calling this fourth and inches, and it looked like every bit of a yard to me on that fourth and one that they didn't get. I'm trying to pull up. Maybe they had the line on the wrong spot on the TV screen. Mm-hmm. That's possible. So I'm trying to look at this uh, here on the fly, but he keeps he kept saying fourth and six inches. I thought it was every bit of a yard. I don't know if you if you had eyes on that or whatever, but I watched it on television. I mean, initially I was like, I was actually happy he was punting the football because it was. I mean, you're on your own forty. You weren't on their forty. And then they again went for it, and I was like, all right, if you're going to go for it, please, just please run the Jalen Hurts sneak play. I don't care if it's the Bear defense. I don't care if it's <laughs> I don't care if it's the Bears, like the, yeah. the Super Bowl shuffle defense. Just run the sneak play. And, of course, we know what happened. Rockin' got stoned, and uh, that's all she wrote. Yeah, it was six inches. The yellow line was in the wrong spot on TV. So okay. it was six inches. He was right about that. The um, They needed um, – Right around, they needed between the 40 and the 41, and they paint, painted the yellow line on TV on the 41. So it looked like it was a full yard. It was really closer to six inches. So he was right about that. Um, but but still, I don't understand why you uh, you have you have KJ Jefferson, and they're not. I wonder. We need to go back and look at 2010. How many times on fourth and one did Auburn run Cam Newton? Or or did did Arkansas run Ryan Mallett? I mean, I specifically <laughs> remember a third and one where they snuck Ryan, and I think Nile or what, or maybe his brother just ran into him on a on a third and one to to go up on Alabama at the end of the second or the end of the first half. I, but that offensive line we know is light years with the one you're facing today. I mean, here, here's a question you have to ask yourself, and I think it's a fair one. Derek, in your four, is this the worst offensive line that Sam Pittman's had in Arkansas? It's it's in the run. It's and, definitely, and, and, yeah. And combine that with the the team he had in 2015, of course, which would probably be the best, 2014, and then I think he was here in 2013 uh, as well, plus the three years as head coach prior to this year. I think you can legitimately make a case that this is the worst offensive line group that he's had. At Arkansas, and it should be that way in year four. It seems like there's been a lot of misses in recruiting here. That's what it seems like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, we were talking a moment ago, the receivers were brought up, and I'll say again, like, I don't know how to evaluate anybody because the offensive line is so bad that nothing gets to develop on offense with this team this season. Like, I mean, it's a half a second, and, you know, KJ's trying to ad lib and, and get make something out of nothing. So I don't know how to evaluate. I can evaluate the offensive line. They're not giving anybody any time to do anything. I know that much. But uh, it seems like they've missed a lot there uh, in recruiting. If this is the best they have, these five or six or however many they're rotating, uh, yeah, it seems like they've missed. So so what, if we're, if we're in a percentage of the blame out, you got 100% to, to divvy out. If you divide it between Cody Kennedy, Sam Pittman, the offensive line, players themselves, I mean, where, where are you putting that blame, Derek? I mean, what what percentage goes what? Because I'm going to be honest, I mean, at a certain point, I mean, Sam can say something 100 times, and if his guys aren't doing it, that's not on him. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to completely hold the players blameless in this situation, but where, where does that stack up in your mind? Yeah, I mean, well, if, if they're not – 
I don't know, are these SEC caliber linemen? I mean, if they're if they're not SEC caliber linemen, then they're put in a position to be SEC caliber linemen. Then, I mean, what what are what are we supposed to expect? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, maybe maybe they are or they're underperforming. That that's possible. Uh, I don't know. It also seems like to me that uh, Cody Kennedy and Dan Enos. Uh, th- there's a lot of dysfunction junction on this offense. Enos and KJ, Enos and Cody Kennedy, and Enos in the line like that. This thing, it sang really well a week ago, but most of the year, it's been kind of like this. It's been clumsy and awkward and just uh, dysfunctional. Well, what I've said is if you remember, everyone just thought that Danny Enos had the number one most efficient offense in 2015, but in the first six games, they only scored more than 25 points once. Mm -hmm. I think it was against UTEP, which was trash that year. So it took them a little bit to get to that point. Brandon Allen, who is, we know, I mean, Brandon Allen's not the same quarterback in the first six games until the last six games. He developed a lot. But I knew this was going to take some time. My my whole thing was you've got to get it ready by at least A&M because that's game five. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to be ready by, and we'll, we'll see what happens tonight at five when Ole Miss hosts LSU. And then Tuscaloosa, I mean, that defense woke up. I mean, Will Rogers has to deal with that tonight. So you could legitimately see this team being still in fits offensively after seven games. And at that point, I mean, if you're 2-5, two and two and five, do you really feel confident at that point, even if the offense gets figured out that you're going to make a bowl game? I don't. No. I hope they figure it out, but it's just that, that it kind of reminded me, you brought up the dynamic of Cody Kennedy and Dan Enos. It, it honestly reminded me of Dan Enos and Sam Pittman initially. When we, we talked about the Toledo game, they were – still trying to figure each other out to a certain extent in that 2015 season. And evidently, Kennedy and, and Enos are kind of dealing with the same theme, theme Pittman and them dealt with eight years ago. All right, we've got more coming up here on Hog Reaction. Uh, Ty is live at KSP Henderson in Dallas. Derek Ruskin here in our Northwest Arkansas studios. Hog Reaction presented by the Teague Law Firm and Signature Bank. Back with more in a moment on ESPN Arkansas. Back here on Hog Reaction. Texas A&M 34, Arkansas 22, the final today from Arlington. 866-285-4005 to uh, get here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Let's check in with Big Mike in Walden. Big Mike, what's up? Yeah, I'm sober. You're not getting a promo out of this. Uh, Darn it. (laughs) You know, I'm watching the Auburn-Georgia game. Now, so everybody's gettable this year, but we can't. We ain't able to get nobody. And it makes me, you know, it's watching the offensive line makes me wonder: Did Sam recruit those other offensive lines he had when they were good, or was it Bobby recruited them? That's mm. what I don't, you know, because these guys. That's the thing. Even when we weren't really good teams, we always had a decent offensive line. We could run the ball. This year, you know, sometimes we didn't have a quarterback worth a crap or something, but we could run the ball. And that ain't happening this year. I'll talk to y'all later. All right. A crestfallen Big Mike here on uh, Hog Reaction. Derek, that was kind of lame, man. I was hoping for some firebird stone and some drunk and disorderly. Yeah, (laughs) he got the, the sober Mike, it sounds like. Yeah. 
pretty bad when you're too sad to get drunk. I mean, that's a, that's a sad commentary on the football season. Uh, well, it's not going to prevent me tonight, man. I'm going to drive straight back to Arkansas and uh, start ripping them, to be honest. Not going to do that prior to because, you know, I don't want to show back on Tommy's doorstep with the D-dub, but because <laughs> I think it's in the handbook that says we get fired if we get one of those. I can get a PI or an MIP. Oh, I, I can't get an MIP because I'm of age. I can get a PI. I just can't get a uh, anything with the wheels behind the wheel, I think, Yeah. based on the handbook, right? Yeah. Although if you um, – well, that might be no, a gray no, area. Do, do go ahead. Do no, go ahead. I, I, don't. <laughs> I think that we should uh, go through an SEC scoreboard update right now. It's what I think we should do here on Hog Reaction. <laughs> I'm getting a kick out of making him chuckle, DQ. I got to tell you. I didn't you. know we were allowed to get arrested. <laughs> uh, it depends on you. It depends on what you bring depends to the on table. The crime. Well, it yeah. depends on what you bring to the table here at the company. That's what uh, my experience has been. Um, all right, uh, DQ. By the way, we haven't. Uh, we've been so busy with the calls. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the game you'd like to share with us here? I just think that. If I'm able to recognize that they're playing bad, it must be really bad. <laughs> all right. That's all I have to say. That's all that needs to be said, I think. Thank you, uh, thank you, DQ. All right, uh, I'm going to play this thing here. We've got a uh, scoreboard update here on Hog Reaction. This is your SEC scoreboard update brought to you by Southern Tire Mart. Southern Tire Mart, off exit 14, Highway 271 South in Fort Smith. Expert maintenance, reliable auto repairs, high-quality tires, and friendly service. Looking out for you and your vehicle. Southern Tire Mart, stmtires.com. I'm sure you've got eyes on this there at a KSP Henderson. Auburn 17, number one Georgia 10. Uh, halfway through the third quarter at Jordan-Hare, and Auburn is driving on the uh, Georgia side of the 50 right now with a seven-point lead. Yeah, I'm watching Peyton Thorne. They're still doing the two-quarterback system thing with him and Robbie Ashford. Ashford had a nice touchdown too, not too far ago, but I agree with Big Mike, and I felt that way this summer. The SEC West is still open. I mean, LSU, you went to Baton Rouge, you, held them, you were three points away from winning. Georgia's not as good as they were last year. They're transitioning quarterbacks, and they lost a ton of draft picks. I mean, if there was any year for Arkansas to pull, like, a, a 2002, a 2006, or a 95, Derek, this was it. That's why I think Arkansas fans are also frustrated because they look at the rest of this conference and, like, it's not as good as it usually is. Right. And they're not ready to strike. Yep. On, uh, on a uh, on a weakened SEC uh, right now. Yeah, that's uh, that is definitely a big part of the frustration. So Auburn driving, we'll keep an eye on that as we uh, move along here on Hog Reaction. Halftime in Nashville, number 23, Missouri, has a 17-7 lead on the Vanderbilt Commodores. At the break, uh, Cook has 217 yards and a touchdown pass for Mizzou, and he broke um, uh, Andre Woodson's league record for most consecutive passes without an interception in this game. So, he's pretty good. Jeez Louise, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's which Arkansas. I know technically we haven't mentioned KJ. Technically broke Matt Jones's record today, but that seems has gotten lost in everything else that occurred on this football field, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, also today around the league, Kentucky blows out Florida, thirty-three to fourteen in Lexington. The Wildcats are five and zero, and they're two and zero in conference play, and. Um, 
Florida is having a difficult time doing anything outside of their uh, home stadium, it seems like. They're 1-1 uh, one and one in the league, 3-2 and two overall. Yeah, I don't know what to make of them, man. I mean, they didn't look good in the opening. I know it's a season opener against Utah, but, I mean, to get – it didn't feel like to me, and maybe you had better eyes on it, that Kentucky-Florida game was ever close. So, I mean, I think you could still go down to Gainesville at the first part of November and win, but – then I keep watching this team play. I'm like, <laughs> they're not going to win a conference game the rest of the year. I don't, I don't know what to make of Arkansas, man. They're, they're, I don't know, and I don't know what to make of the SEC either. Other, other than it's the worst it's been in over a decade, at least, at least maybe 15 years. So we'll go outside of the footprint now on the uh, top 25 scoreboard. Uh, Texas leading Kansas 20 to 14. Seven minutes to go in the third quarter at DKR. And it's all Michigan up in Lincoln, thirty-five to nothing. Michigan. If this uh, Georgia, if Georgia loses for sure, and maybe if they struggle and win, Michigan may be your number one team in the country when the polls come out. Man, McCarthy, Corum, what's it, uh, Jim Jim Harbaugh back? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I can you say there's anyone else better than them at this point? I mean, are you are you willing to put? I mean, they're blasting Nebraska right now, yeah. just blasting them. I, I that that Ohio State Michigan game at the end of the year is going to be insane, Derek. It's going to be like 06, Troy Smith versus Chad Henney. I mean, they're they're both going to be undefeated unless Ohio State slips up to Penn State or Michigan. Same thing. That's going to be an unbelievable game at the end of the year. There are three uh, games in the evening window in the SEC: uh, Ole Miss and LSU in about. 20 minutes or so from Oxford. Um, obviously, a lot of people around here will have an eye on that game since uh, Ole Miss is up next for the Razorbacks. And then the uh, SEC uh, primetime, uh, SEC Network primetime game at 6.30 is Tennessee hosting South Carolina. 8 o'clock on ESPN in Starkville, Mississippi State takes on Alabama. So those are the uh, three games coming up a little bit later on on the uh, league schedule. One of them get underway here in just a little bit down there in Oxford, where Ty will be next weekend. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I'm excited. I've been back to Oxford since 2015. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good weekend. I've got several Arkansas friends that are that are making the trip, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll fall in love. DQ, what is the uh, what is the pickup line next week? I didn't have to use it today. I just actually got a girl's <laughs> number. Like she actually approached me. Oh, really? Bar, which was nice. She made initiative, and that's always easier. Uh, for oh, me, yeah. I mean, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, because now the, you have the upper hand. Yeah, mm. what is the uh, what, what is the pickup line next week? Uh, are you Dickie? excited for 1989 Taylor's version? Okay, all right. That's Are you excited for 1989? Yeah, because it hasn't too. come out yet, and it won't okay. it won't be out next week. They're re-showing the highlights here at KSP of the Arkansas game, and I want to slip my wrist watching this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, there's Anaya Smith on upon return. Clay literally said it this morning. We were talking about Christian Kirk and how he caused me PTSD from that kick return back in, like, 2015. And I was like, yeah, Nia Smith reminds me of Christian Kirk. And, of course, he did what he did. And the game was pretty much over at that point, but he put it out of reach on yeah. that punt return touchdown. Yeah. All right, we've got more to do here on Hog Reaction live from KSP Henderson in Dallas. Hog Reaction presented by the Teague Law Firm and Signature Bank on ESPN Arkansas. Stay with us. All right, back at it here on Hog Reaction, presented by Teague Law Firm and Signature Bank. 
866-285-4005 to get you on the McClarty Daniel Hotline to talk about it today. Uh, going into the gun, uh, gun run on fourth and inches again and third and one also in the same game. Um, the Arkansas <laughs> offense uh, mustering, what was it, 50 yards in the second half or something like that. And um, 16 points, 22 points on the day, only six points in the first half. Uh, whatever you uh, whatever you want to talk about, Dan Enos, the offensive line play being um, um, Swiss cheese like, whatever it is, we're happy to uh, talk to you here for the next little while on Hog Reaction here on ESPN Arkansas and on HitThatLine.com. Ty, a, a rough day at it, and again, it's um, you know, I think we're learning that. Um, Maybe Arkansas wasn't far as far along as we thought in a, in a lot of areas going into this season, um, but still, uh, you know, it, it goes back to something we were talking about a minute ago. And, and the Texers are uh, on the McClardino hotline agreeing with us here. You know, this this thing is wide open, and Arkansas does not have its act together to seize the wide openness of the SEC right now. Yeah, and I'll take blame for the partial blame for that because I thought they were going to be a lot better than they are than they are right now, and they're not. They're not even close. I mean, this is this team right now. You're seeing two and three at this point in the season. At this juncture, I thought they'd be four and one. I thought they were going to lose this game. To I, I set myself up for today. I kind of braced for impact per se. I, I didn't think they were going to win. I thought they'd cover at least, but I thought they'd lose close, but didn't get there. And Again, see, I mean, we, we keep saying this because it's true. I mean, Auburn has no business being up on Georgia right now, 17-10 to 10 with about three minutes left, but they are. And that just shows you it's, that's just one score. I'm going to be honest, Derek, as good as LSU looked offensively last week, I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss won this game today. I, I just think not only in the West but all over the conference, it's wide open, and that's and that's when you've taken advantage in previous years and – because there hadn't been a dominant alpha team, you just happen to kind of luck into that role. You're not going to be able to do that this year. <laughs> you might not even make a bowl game sitting here right now. Yeah, no, that's a very real uh, possibility they got to be looking at right now. Uh, Chris and Van Buren texted in on the McClarty Hotline. Are they going to play the this isn't Enos's quarterback card? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, they can play that card, but I don't think anybody out here is going to be buying it at this point. No, well, his quarterback, if you remember, who did he recruit to campus that ended up being a dumpster fire? If you remember, hmm. it's Louisiana Steamboat. It's Cole Kelly. That well, was Cole the quarterback. Kelly, yeah. yeah, that was well, he, he, he was good at the uh, FCS level, just yeah, not that good here. Yeah, Not in the SEC. So this idea that, well, you shouldn't play Danny enough for that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that K.J. Jefferson is the second coming of name a great quarterback, but Cam Newton or um, Hinton Hooker or Bryce, I mean, he's he's not in that category, but he, he's a top, I would say top five quarterback in this league, top three, but if you don't have an offensive line that block for him, it's, I, honestly, I like how you framed it. We don't know how good the offense is outside of the offensive line because there's no time for the plays to develop, and we don't know how good of a play caller Dan Enos is because there's no time for plays to develop. And he's sitting here with one hand tied behind his back. Uh, the, the fact that they put 31 up on LSU last week, Derek, is a miracle. Because this team today looked like they, they have no business scoring 30-plus points at any point the rest of the year. Yeah. I, I just It's just 
that position is everybody just assumed, well, they'll be fine because it's Sam Pittman. And Sam Pittman doesn't coach that position anymore. I mean, he doesn't. He's got all this other stuff that he's uh, that he's in charge of. Maybe he should start coaching that position again to try and uh, salvage this thing here. I, I don't know, but uh, the, they are um, they're totally out of sorts uh, up front, and that's making the whole offense, or at least in that game, it made the the whole offense just out of sorts. I mean, you're talking about they you're talking about a, almost a hundred yards, ninety eight yards. Lost via sack or tackles for Jeez. loss today. And K.J. probably got it a few more than that. I mean, how many times did K.J. escape to rest and either throw it or just make a play? Tack probably I don't want another 50 yards to that that he would manage to just get out of at that point. You expect that from a guy like K.J. Jefferson. But, I, I mean, I said earlier, I, I think it's true. This might be the worst offensive line Sam Pittman has had since not just – being the head coach at Arkansas, but any position at Arkansas. Any, and when he was the position coach, when he was the offensive line coach. And I think you mentioned Cody Kennedy being the, the coach of that unit. I mean, is that where the disconnect is? Is it a Kennedy thing? Because, I mean, Pittman's got too much of a track record for all of a sudden him to just fall off the face of the earth with how it, knowing how to coach the offensive line, Derek. Yeah, I just don't think he's... Uh, I, I just don't think Sam's in, involved in the, uh, and if he is, it's really troubling then. Oh, what happened there? Somebody rang the bell oh, there. What yeah, happened? I rang the bell. So they do that. <laughs> Funny enough, they do that during Arkansas scores. Now, of course, the game's not on. Uh, Big Mike didn't have to do that too much today for obvious reasons, you know, because the, the team didn't score worth a you-know-what. Right. So <laughs> I I think uh, I think there's a bar. What, what time is it? Four, it's almost five. Yeah, I yeah. think there's like one last bar special before uh, six o'clock. That's why they did it okay. this afternoon. All right. Again, Ty at KSP Henderson, uh, the number one Arkansas bar in Dallas today for Hog Reaction. Let's talk to Pinto. Pinto, welcome. Thanks. Ruskin, you hit it on the nose, man. When you said maybe Pittman does need to go coach the offensive line, it is the worst position group on the whole freaking team. If he could improve them incrementally, any kind of little bit he could improve them on, then we've got skill players. We've got a quarterback. Defense is playing better than, you know, last year. Hunter Juracek needs to take over Sam's press conferences, his catfish hole, anything that other than coaching for a week or two. And I've always thought maybe Sam was kind of a guy that uh, speaks softly and carry a big stick. He needs to get his big stick out and go do, and go earn that big old paycheck he's making. Because this offensive line, I don't know, boys. If we were anywhere near where we should be, we'd be a lot better team because they're just killing us. Absolutely. And it's been with penalties. Now it's with, I don't know. If it's lack of effort, if it's just, you know, two stars against five stars, I don't know, dude. They're not, but, you know, they got to overachieve, and obviously they are not doing that. And I don't know if Cody Kennedy needs – he just needs to go watch some Friday night football or something <laughs> and, let, and let Sam coach the freaking offensive line. That's all I got to say. All right, Pinto. Thank you. I mean, it's, it, it's just – you can't – you can't do anything. I mean, if, if if you're in a band and a drummer can't 
keep a beat, everything's going to be messed up. You know, the guitar guy's not going to know when to come in. Bass is going to I mean, it's, it's all, it's, yeah. you, you got to have, you're the timekeeper. The old line's kind of the timekeeper out there. And uh, today was just a, um, I'll say it was a total failure by them. It was a total failure by the Arkansas offensive line today. Yeah, I mean, you got to, when you when you have a quarterback like K.J. Jefferson, a, a leader, and the other thing, we, the other aspect we haven't touched on, Derek, is you know how much this game meant to him today after what happened last year? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if he's spoken about that publicly, but you know he feels some type of way about how he fumbled the football near the goal line. It's 14-7, it's 14-14 in that game. Ends up going in A&M's favor. He, I mean, that guy is competitive. There's some, he, he has some, some areas of his game he's got to improve, but I would take his competitive side up to pretty much anyone. And so for him to want this game so bad after what happened last year and to not get any help from his offensive line whatsoever, it was just, I mean, it was hard to watch. It was, it, it, and I, you could tell how frustrated he was on the sideline and during the course of the game. I'm frankly surprised that at one point there wasn't like a screaming, cussing match between yeah. him and the rest of his offensive line. Yeah. All right, we've got more coming up here on Hog Reaction, presented by Teague Law Firm and Signature Bank. Ty Richardson live at KSP Henderson in Dallas. I'm Derek Ruskin. We'll be right back here on ESPN Arkansas. All right, we're back here on Hog Reaction. Uh, some text here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Here, uh, you can uh, reach us at 866-285-4005. Bruce in Nashville, it's the same old thing. You buy into preseason hype, and Arkansas is probably not going to win an SEC game. Hmm. Bruce is the most negative texture <laughs> in our program. I don't know how he, you, you guys probably have more negative textures than Bruce, but for the morning rush, in terms of our spectrum, Derek, he's the yeah. most negative texture. Yeah. Uh, my my uh, father on the McClarty Daniel hotline. He oh. he says he doesn't care about this stuff anymore. Yet he's uh, he tried to call and uh, had to go. Uh, we couldn't get to him in time. And he's texting us and he sent us this picture of Pittman sitting on a throne with uh, Larry the bowling ball and all these trophies. <laughs> and he asked, "What's the record since this photo?" And I told him, "I believe it's seven and nine. And he goes, "Outstanding." <laughs> he, he said, "Outstanding." <laughs> Outstanding. Yes. Oh my gosh! Right. Yeah, the the Larry. What were y'all saying about Larry the bowling ball that uh, <laughs> that he was in hibernation for what like two months last year on the after the well, fifth win? DQ. It was like six games in between, or no? Golly. It was like five weeks, maybe four or five weeks in between the fifth and the sixth win. And, I'm not and, sure. and DQ had a great question: Who had to lug that thing around to all the games until uh, they needed it for the sixth win? Oh man, that's where we're at right now, and maybe. You, you, Derek, I heard you earlier this week talking about maybe this is who Sam Pittman is. I hate for I hate for this to set in, but is this who Arkansas is? I mean, you've clearly got more losing seasons in this conference than you do winning. Your team has a heavy up still uh, obstacle with the in-state recruiting. I mean, look at Mississippi. Mississippi, for example, has less population than you do, and yet they trounce you by like triple or quadruple moving out of D1 athletes that, that come out of that state compared to Arkansas. And I, I listen, I I know there's Broyles, I know there's Hatfield, I know there's Holtz, and I know there's some tradition here. We're in the SEC now, y'all. Like, I'm just wondering, like, I don't want to do radio the next 40 years thinking that they're never going to have a chance to win the SEC. But maybe that's 
Maybe that's just reality. Maybe we're well, not as good as we think we are, Derek. Well, there's two um, there's two things that are that come into play here when, when when this conversation comes up. Number one, if you feel like you just said and how I feel, which mm-hmm. is this is kind of where you are, uh, then well, you're settling for mediocrity. That's how people who can't handle what you and I are talking about try and squash the argument. You know, well, you're settling for mediocrity. The other thing I'll say is. If you look at the sports Arkansas is really good in, this this is really, you know, this is really brain-busting stuff. It really, I mean, this is this is next-level thinking. You look at men's basketball, you look at baseball, where do they come in in the recruiting rankings, generally? Oh, like top dog. Like, yeah. I mean, men's basketball last three years, I think it's that. Oh, well, nah, last year is kind of the exception. But, I mean, two previous years, you had, you had some loaded classes. That's because, I mean, in-state talent's unbelievable here compared to, football and it only takes the other thing is it only takes like one or two kids to change the program and i mean you've gotten those last couple years and in baseball where you're competing you've been competing you know with the with stuff you know with with the the, major league baseball that's the kind of players arkansas goes after in baseball is that you're you're competing with organizations with a lot of money to get guys to campus and i think they have uh, this year the number one uh recruiting class which is I I i believe a first for them okay Look where they end up at the year. Sweet 16s, uh, College World Series. Okay. Football is never there in recruiting. They're never top 10. So, I mean, here we are. Like, is it – how can you expect I – mean, you're expecting, you know, Chateaubriand with a baloney budget. Like, it's not – it's not it, – it doesn't make sense, you know. But there are those little glimpses that make people believe it's possible to be sustainable. But – they don't recruit like the other two sports, so but we expect them to perform like the those, those two sports in particular. Let's so let's compare them real quick, Derek. So we'll start with basketball. You you've got maybe the best transfer portal recruiter in the country, in Eric Musselman. You combine that with talent within the state that is comparable to other states, unlike your football program. Mm-hmm. So you've got that going for you, plus rich tradition and recency success. You can all parlay that all together. Arkansas didn't have that in football. Then you look at the baseball program. Baseball's gotten better high school-wise in the state. you got Legion. you got some other things going on. But you have the ability to go get kids from California. You've got the yep. ability to go get kids anywhere you want because you're that nationally strong. I mean, Hunter Holland's mom was telling me, she's like, Hunter literally chose to come to Arkansas because he knew that was the best chance he had to get to Omaha. That's how strong you are. I mean, Texas ain't that far off, but... Your baseball brand's national. Your basketball program's now national, and you've got a great transfer coach, and Dave's done some work in the portal. Now, Sam's done some good – I mean, there are guys, and we see it all over the roster, they've they've hit on some guys in the portal, but it's – you mentioned, again, top 25, top 20, his class doesn't compare to a number one class or a top five class in basketball. It's not close. So, well, I mean, a lot of what you're saying is true. We, we expect the football team to act like the basketball or baseball team. But if you're not getting the same caliber of player, <laughs> two plus two doesn't equal five, Derek. It equals four. Yeah. That's what this football team is dealing right now in recruiting. Yeah, I mean, it's like you need, like, just a number off the top of my head. You need 40 hits on, on a football team, like 40 players. When you're talking about, uh, you know, starters, then you need people to back them up because they're going to get hurt. Like, in Arkansas, is, in the SEC era, has never had, I don't believe, just 40, you know, dynamite football players on, on the same roster. So that's why, you know, that, that's why things are where they are, where they've only had seven seasons above 500 in SEC play. And now I think this is their 32nd season 
uh, in the SEC. So, I mean, but if you bring this stuff up, Ty, the people that don't want to hear it don't want to hear it. They're like, well, you're just being negative. Or are we being honest? This is the situation. Like, the recruiting rankings are important because in the sports you're the best at at this school. They're dominating the recruiting rankings there. And in football, they're not. And no one wants to talk bad about Jerry Jr., who's playing fullback at Rogers High School. I mean, the high school football in the state, Derek, is just so far behind. Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, uh, Louisiana, I mean, it's not even close. I mean, there are some talented players and talented coaches within the ranks of high school within the state. But, I mean, if you're comparing the two, like if like stack up Louisiana and Arkansas, for example, it's not even close. I mean, now Kelly's going to get kids from northern Louisiana where you've actually had some success in, in Shreveport and Ruston and some of the, the top part. Now he's trying to lock those guys down. So I just think... Sam Pittman already has an uphill battle to begin with as the Arkansas head football coach. Then you couple that with some some bad decision-making, which I think a lot of fans would agree with, and some close losses. It just doesn't – it's not a recipe for success. With You don't have really any margin for error with this football team. And I, I know they've got some coveted guys coming in, at least committed in 25 and 26, and you're trying to get Kane Archer and some of the – the other national guys, but I just wonder what that's if they keep losing, if they keep going reverting, going the opposite direction. Why, why would those kids still stay committed? Why would they not well, be committed at that point? If Derek? they can't fix the offensive line, uh, Kane Archer's not going to be able to do anything offensively either. Here, I mean, I mean, that's I mean, that's the, that's the bottom line. He's yeah. a tremendous talent, but if they can't block, then none of it's ever going to work here. So they've got, uh, you know, they've they've had misses there. And they've got to figure out why that is. If you want to, um, you know, if you want to start to, to fix the problem, the biggest problem right now is the offensive line. And in this offseason, they have got to get better by portal or otherwise, and uh, and just uh, improve this thing because those guys have not looked good for this this season. We've got five games in the in the books now, and they haven't looked and, good yet. And you just lost your probably best pass catcher, and Luke has for the season. Right. So now you're sitting here like. What are you going to do offensively? I mean, you look at the last two games, how many times KJ – again, we got to remember this kid's a true freshman. And KJ was looking for him, it seemed like, every play in the LSU game, and he was coming down with the football. Now he's done, whether it's Gums, Bax, Sherman, whoever, one of those guys has to step up, and they they just don't have that same dynamic with one of the backups compared to him. That right there. That's it right there. Like the drop-off on this – in this program for – Maybe the entire thirty some odd years in the SEC. Great Drop point. off from a starter to the backup is a gulf, it seems like, in some instances. Or more often than not. And that's the deal. When when, when a mainline guy goes down, you're um you're in trouble because they don't have, you know, forty studs on the on the football team. They just don't. All right. This is Hog Reaction on ESPN Arkansas and on HitThatLine.com. An update now, 11.50 to go in the ballgame. Auburn and Georgia tied at 17. Uh, Georgia's driving. Uh, They're at the Auburn 27-yard line there. We'll uh, keep an eye on that for you and let you know if Georgia scores here on this drive coming up in a minute. It's Hog Reaction presented by the Teague Law Firm and Signature Bank here on ESPN Arkansas and HitThatLine.com. Back after this. All right, back here on Hog Reaction as we wrap this thing up here following Arkansas's uh, 34-22 loss 
to Texas A&M. Georgia kicked a 38-yard field goal during the break. They're up 20-17 to on Auburn. Ole Miss is out to a 7-0 lead in the first quarter against LSU. And Missouri has opened up a 24-7 lead on Vanderbilt middle third quarter in Nashville. There's your brief uh, look at the uh, scores there. Just about 10 minutes left in that Auburn game, and uh, we'll see if the Tigers can. Uh... Come on, Tigers. <laughs> Pull it off, baby. Let's go. I'm so sick of Georgia. I'm so sick of Alabama. Mix it up. Thought we were going to get mixed up in that, Derek. Nope. Nope. That, <sighs> that doesn't seem to be uh, what's going to happen there. Um, another predictable thing in college football today that uh, I, that we talked about yesterday correctly, um, USC would get up big. And then Alex Grinch would happen, and Colorado would make it a ball game, and that's exactly what happened there. USC won, but Alex Grinch and his defense did their thing in the second half and almost lost. Derek, explain to me, I know Zach was chirping about that. Explain to me how he still does. Does he have something on Lincoln Riley to like? Does Clearly. Lincoln Riley like murder someone? And he, <laughs> I think we asked that for years about Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones. It's like, what does Jason have on Jerry Jones? And now the same question is asked of. USC's defensive coordinator, who was bad at USC, was bad at Oklahoma, and yet still has a job for, I mean, just a lethal offense. We know Caleb Williams and that offense are unbelievable, but that defense, I mean, they give up 40 to an Arkansas high school team the way they play sometimes. Maybe Lincoln Riley truly does not care about the defense. Maybe that's what it is, and that's how he can um, continue on. But, uh, yeah, he is – he's – he ain't winning no Bros Award anytime soon, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that is not happening Jeez. for Alex Grinch there at USC. But they won, so, you know, is that how much one of can you really scenes, complain? Is that one of those scenes where Riley just doesn't let them, like, emphasize defense at all in practice and Grinch is just kind of like, I I heard this. I, you could probably tell me better because you were actually in media at the time. But I heard in the Petrino days there was just, like, no focus on defense at all Oh, no, no, no. Petrino would get mad when the defense would screw up the offense uh, during <laughs> practice. That is true. Yeah. yeah. So, Willie I mean, Robinson was the coordinator there for a while. Willie you know, Robinson. That was an interesting guy. <laughs> he's apparently growing grass now is what I heard. It's the rumor on the show. Growing grass as in um, yes, mar- marijuana? Old, yes. Wow. It's the, uh, the rumor on the street. See, we had someone. Now, uh, these are the kind of stories I would pay for on Hogs Plus. This I would watch that. A story about... Uh, um, uh, Willie Robinson, marijuana farmer. I would pay I got, money to watch that. I gotta verify that, but I'm like ninety. I'm pretty sure we had a call work call, and I was like, okay, that there's no way that's true. I'm pretty sure I looked it up like a year or two ago, and I was like, oh, that actually is a actually is a thing. So don't hold me that a hundred percent. Hopefully, I'm not liable to actually what I just said, but I, I'm I'm almost sure that is the case, and we we need to verify that during the break. DQ, if you want to do that right now, and just so I don't look like an idiot, that I, I would appreciate it. <laughs> okay, let me see if I can. And I do. Find it's it. very, it's very difficult to make me look smart. I realize that, but just don't make me look like an idiot at this point. <laughs> he, um, Wikipedia says he hasn't worked uh, since 2011 when he got canned here. But He's I don't working know. If, all right. I don't know if that's <laughs> right. <laughs> well, not as a football coach. I don't know. All right. Well, that uh, I did not know that. But this is the kind of information that I would, um, I would like to see. Um, actually watch. <laughs> yeah, I would be. I would be intrigued Speak, in that. Yes, I, I, I'm glad. And listen, I, I know you have your your opinions about some of the guys over at Hogs Plus. I, I worked for a lot of them and interned for them. So I will say though, they've got a hell of a job heading up the next couple of days. How are you going to spend? How are you going to spend what just happened? 
I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, I, I do not know how they are going to spin that in a positive way come Monday morning when the Razorback brew comes out. Uh, I mean, people are going to get fed. The, the, the reply emails to the email following the football game are going to be hysterical. Uh, I just I, – I, I am lucky that Tommy has never at any point during my tenure here at ESPN Arkansas prohibited me from saying what I actually feel. And thank God we live in a country that not just about sports but anything, we can say whatever we want because it's going to be a dark day when we, we aren't allowed to not just sports but anything else, Derek. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> we may be closer to that than we realize, but that's uh, another topic for another day yeah. here on ESPN Arkansas. We did steal one of the quiet signs from the LPGA event. Um and we have it here in the studio, Ty. Did you know? really? Yeah, we got one. Yeah, they had a pile of them under one of the tables. So we're like, yeah, just grab one. Come on. Um, I love golf events, man. My brother used to work at a country club in Little Rock, and the amount of alcohol that was left over. And this was when he was still in high school, so he just like he just took whatever he wanted. And the the pro at the time did not care. And I feel like that's just any alcohol or any golf event whatsoever. There's always a bunch of leftover stuff. Yeah. You know, another thing I, I saw here before we uh, get out of here talking about Arkansas is uh, they did this big thing on ArkansasRazorbacks.com about alternate uniforms, and they went through all the different uniforms through the years. And I swear to you, Ty, if there's 20 pictures of here of games, 19 of these games they lost. I mean, it is unbelievable. I keep scrolling down. I'm like, oh, I don't think they won that game. Well, no, they didn't hear, win that game. <laughs> you want to hear the stat with the white helmets? I know you do. I do. Since 2014, I think Arkansas is 1-12 with the white helmets. I, th- I think it's time to move on from the white helmets. I believe that's right. Yeah, one in twelve. One win came against Texas Tech in twenty fourteen on the road. That's it. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, giddy up. Leave them in Arlington. Don't bring them back here. They'll be tempted to wear them again. All right. That's gonna do it. Hog reaction here on ESPN Arkansas, presented by the Teague Law Firm and Signature Bank. Thanks to DQ for. The work she did getting did us on you? the air in there. Ty Richardson at KSP Henderson in Dallas. I'm Derek Ruskin. Try and salvage what's left of the weekend, everybody, and we'll all be back Monday morning here on ESPN Arkansas. And, uh, hey, base- basketball is here sooner than you realize. Have a good weekend, everybody. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.